Well, hello guys. Welcome to our first Monster Mash. We do hope you enjoy it. We decided it would be better maybe to just shove everything into one little box and see if you liked it that way. So, without any further ado, please, write this way. Hey creeps, it's Walt. Have you dreamed of owning your very own Sam the Sandown Clown? The legendary Flatwoods Monster? Or the terrifying otherworldly Mothman? Well, Ryan Mills and the miracle of 3D printing can make your dreams come true. Check out a random shop on Etsy where you can find amazing 3D printed cryptid figurines that come in various colors. From Bigfoot to Grampus to even the acorn shaped object that crashed in the woods at Kecksburg, Ryan definitely has you covered. So again, check out a random shop on Etsy. Hello, my little creepadoodles. Welcome back to my second episode of A Creep with Some Cards. Again, I apologize for the wait. You know, this is a lot bigger project than I thought. You know, real life, all that stuff. Anywho, here we are with the next batch. I have quite a few to do for y'all tonight. I would also like to say, you know, if your name isn't on a reading, but it still calls to you and you feel it, like really feel it, it was meant for you to hear. There's a reason these words are going out on the airwaves. I'd like to talk a little bit about my decks. For the Oracle deck I use, I use the Moonology cards. So each deck also has, or each card, I apologize, also has a correlating moon phase on the bottom, which helps you kind of figure out what the energy of the card also. For my tarot deck, I'm using deviant moon art as i said before it follows the rider weight but it's more of an intuitive deck which i prefer okay so our first reading is for jamila a okay jamila let me roll this die to see how many shuffles you get we are doing four shuffles so first your oracle again i'm using the moonology oracle deck it's quite pretty and i really like it it's my favorite one of the decks that i have so your oracle is a time for healing it's a nice gentle energy i like that sometimes we need to heal from stuff that we don't even know we need to heal from Alrighty, now for your three to see. I'm going to shuffle these cards four times. Again, this is Deviant Moon Tarot by Patrick Valenza. His art is very Dali-esque and quite beautiful. Two, three, four. And again, we're just doing a three to see. So your first card, Jamila, is the Four of Wands. This is traditionally a relationship, marriage, hand fasting, a very serious relationship type card. Our next card is strength. And your third card is the ace of swords. So what these cards are saying to me, Jamila, is that whatever you've got going on, you've got a real stable, stable foundation. It's taking all your strength, everything you got to do it. But that Ace of Swords, now that's a queen, and she's got this mighty crown and this mighty sword. And let me tell you, you're going to march right on to victory. Whatever it is, 
You got it going on, babe. Now is the time. I hope this helps. Stay spooky. Okay, the next spooky baby I'm reading for is one Kathy N. And that's Kathy with a K. How you doing tonight, Kathy? Again, my apologies on the wait. I know you signed up for this long ago. I would also like to mention that tonight's moon phase is the gibbous waxing moon. This is the time when we're normally doing those last final steps and finishing up our projects and getting everything all ready to go before we manifest our dreams. All right, Miss Kathy, let's roll this die and see how many times I'm shuffling for you. You're getting two shuffles, my friend. Two shuffles. All right, so for your oracle, we have your commitment is being tested. Feeling a little stress? All right, Miss Kathy, let's shuffle these ones for you. Oh, this one just popped up. Your first one is temperance. I'm going to finish that shuffle. Your second one is the Eight of Swords. The third one is the lovers. What I'm seeing here is it's showing patience. Like you've had to be so, so patient and you're sick of it. The eight of swords, it shows my lady just throwing herself out a window. She is done. She's throwing herself on the swords. Done. Over it. Over it. Now the lovers means whatever is going on, you're very passionate about it. But you don't know all the facts. You're, there, there's something that you don't know. I can't tell you what that something is, but I will tell you that it's a game changer. You need to find out what that is. And then maybe you won't feel like throwing yourself out a window. The path I see from this is patience. Your patience is key. Your commitment is being tested. You have to stick to what you know. Don't let blinders be put on your eyes that by people who don't have your best interests at heart. I hope this helps, my friend. Stay spooky. All right, my spooky babies. Next up is one Piper D. Okay, Piper, let's roll this die. You are getting one shuffle, my friend. I guess I better make it count. All right. For that oracle, you are the end of a tough cycle approaches. Oh, isn't that nice? I love cards like that. They just make you exhale and go, yay, yay. Alrighty, now for the three to see. Your first card is the Knight of Pentacles. The second card is the Hermit. The third card is the Two of Cups. Oh, I like the Two of Cups. Okay, Piper, what I'm seeing here is it almost looks like you're just trapping yourself. You're hiding. You're hiding from something. Something to do with love and commitment, but your future shows. It shows it, like, the thing that you love the most will be yours. I can't see if we're talking about a person. It could also be related to mental health. This hermit card is a lot... It, it's... See, in my deck here, this person 
it's just hiding, but they're peeking out between their fingers because they still want to see what's ahead, and their toenails are still painted red, so they have some hope for the future. They still feel like a girl, even if they're hiding in their nasty little hobbit hole. And I, I really get that this is more of a love interest relationship reading. If so, you got it going on in the future. The Two of Cups is what I call the marriage card. It's commitment. It's two people that you wouldn't think belong together, but they do, and their oddities make one beautiful hole. But you got to come out of that Heidi Goblin hole first. That You're hiding from something, honey. So come on out of that hole. Show the world your beautiful, lovely self. Show them you've got it going on. And it's coming. The end of it is coming. The end of that self-imprisonment. It's on its way. You just got to make that first step. I hope this helps. Stay spooky. Okay, my little Spookasaurus Rexes. Next up is one Ant. A-N-T-G. Okay, Ant, let's roll this die for you. Whoa! Whoa! That sucker decided it wanted to go somewhere. You have six shuffles, my friend. Mix them up after that one shuffle. Draw. That's a good thing. See? Universe always knows. One, two, three, four, five, and six. Your oracle card is take time to breathe out. That's important at any time of any day, in my opinion. Always take time to exhale and release the negativity. Always. Alright, so for your three to see, let's shuffle these babies six times for you. Alright, so your first card is the Five of Wands. <laughs> this is a cool card, actually. The second card is the Queen of Cups. And your third is the Knight of Swords. Oh, the Don Quixote card. That's what I call that one. So what I'm seeing here is there's some contention going on and there's some acts of rashness without thinking. Thinking before you're acting or acting before you're thinking and not taking the time to come from a place of compassion and benevolence. Steadfast and loyal you are. But you're acting without thinking a little bit here and there. And even with the oracle, these cards are screaming, slow your roll. Just calm down. Take a breath. You're going to figure it out. And you could be the leader. But you have to slow down and take a breath and think before you act. I hope this helps. Stay spooky. Okay, my creep-a-doodle-doos. Next up is one Miss Kelly Armstrong. Now, I'm using Kelly's whole name because she is also a reader. So go check out her Insta. Again, I love doing readers because, as I've said before, readers have a heck of a time reading their own cards. I, I, I don't care who you are. You're going to see what you want to see. Nobody's going to ever tell me different. Anywho, Miss Kelly, I know this has been a long time coming, but I've been excited to do yours. So here we go. Let's roll this die. Whoa, it's hiding on me. It went right under my shelf. This thing is just jumping all around today. Six for you too, sweetheart. 
All right, let's shuffle these oracle cards. Oh, I had one jump out. Okay. Nothing is yet set in stone. I like that. That means you have choices and a path. And sometimes that's so much better than just staring in a corner going, oh, well, heck and heck, what do I do next? All right, so let's shuffle for the three to see. You know, I'd like to talk about my decks a little bit. You know, I only have two decks, and I've been a reader my whole life. My first deck I've had since I was 15. I bought it at some tiny little shop in Saginaw, Michigan called Moonshadow. It doesn't even exist anymore. And I've used that my whole life, but now I only pull that out for really, really important readings. It's, it's pretty special to me, and when I saw this Deviant Moon deck, it just jumped out at me. Here we are with deck number two. But I've been using it for a couple of years now, so it it pretty much, it's I like it, and I know how to read it now good. When I first got it, it was so different from my other deck. It was like learning all over again, really, which I guess is kind of fun, too. All right, so let's pull those three cards. Your first card is the two of wands. Your second card is the seven of cups. Oh, the Starving Artist card. And the third card is the King of Swords. Okay, so, you know, this is pretty good. Honestly. It's showing me that you need to channel your creative side more. That if you do that, you are going to win the world. And that you've set a really solid foundation for it. You, you've started these little seeds and they're there. Like these little seeds, but you have to work on them. And you have to choose it. You have to choose it each and every day. So I hope this helps Miss Kelly. Stay spooky, my friend. Again, check out her Instas, y'all. Oh, my little spooky doodles. I've got one Chloe W up next. Chloe is one of my crypto babies. We met on the Cryptonaut Podcast fan page and... I just love you, Chloe. I just want you to know that. All right, baby. We are rolling that die for you. You also get six shuffles. Apparently, the universe wants these cards all mixed up for y'all. All right, Miss Chloe. You need to meditate and contemplate. I meditate a lot. I believe in meditation. It really helps because sometimes you don't even realize you think you're upset about one thing but you're not and sometimes just thinking about it helps you get to the root of the problem and i find meditation just very relaxing and calming in general all right so let's shuffle for this three to see all right miss chloe your first card is the ten of pentacles your next card is the six of wands. Oh, that's a beautiful card. I don't see that one very often. It's very pretty. And your third card is the nine of wands. So right now, Miss Chloe, you feel like nobody really sees you. Like you're in this little maze and oh, you're alone and nobody just sees you. But I'm here to tell you they do. And I'm here to tell you that you're coming out of that maze full of victory. But you need to just take a pause in your struggle. Meditate about what it is you really want. And is it worth 
the struggle you're going through. I think it is. What I see is victory above all odds. This six of wands, I think I might have said seven earlier, but it is the six. I, I apologize if I did. Dude, you're gonna win and spectacularly. So you're gonna rise above it all. So it's saying just to stop for a second though. Take a little pause. Breathe. We see you. You're valid and you're gonna win. You've got this baby. I believe in you. I hope this helps. Stay spooky. Okay, next up is one Rachel Z. Alright, Rachel, we're gonna roll this down for you. You are getting five shuffles, my friend. Oops, my cards are way out of reach. How I did that, I have no idea. Alright, Rachel, you have show the world the real you. I find being authentic is your best bet anyways in any sort of thing. Then again, I don't actually care. I know I'm a weirdo, so if people don't like it, they can, well, you know. Anyways, let's get these cards shuffled for the three to see. Alright, sweet pea, here we go. Your first card is the Ace of Swords. The second card is the Page of Swords. The third card is the Seven of Wands. Alright, so this is showing you're really going for something. You want something. You want it hard and you're willing to fight for it. And you're going through this. It's going to be a minute. It's going to take you a little bit of time. But by being authentic and being you and yourself... You got it. You got it. But you have to keep your eye on the prize. Stay focused. Stay genuine. And stay focused. I hope this helps. Stay spooky. Alright, my creepy, creepy critters. Our last one is for one Ryan M. Okay, Ryan, let's roll this die. You get three shuffles. Ryan also owns an Etsy shop called a random shop go check it out he makes the coolest cryptids i have some decorating this very office right now i'm staring at two fresno night crawlers that he made go check them out all right ryan your oracle is your hard work is paying off all right now for your three to see all right your first card is the Seven of Swords. The second card is the King of Cups. Your third card is the Ace of Swords. So I always call that Seven of, of Swords the look at me card. Look at me, look at me, look at me. But when you're adding it to the King of Cups and the Ace of Swords, especially in this deck here, what it's showing is extreme success. But you're not going to do it alone. You need a partner. You need somebody, not a partner, I'm so sorry, like, you need another perspective. Somebody to give you balance in what you're thinking. So not a partner, I'm not talking like a love partnership or even a business partnership, but more maybe a sounding board, somebody who thinks the opposite of you. You need a different perspective, but all of your hard work, heck yeah, man, this is actually really favorable. It's, it's showing that you're going to do it, dude. Whatever it is that you're thinking about, it's yours. So, I hope this helps. Stay spooky.
Also, I really love my bobblehead Sasquatch. Thank you for that. So this brings this episode of A Creep With Some Cards to an end. I do thank you for listening and for your patience with me. I will be posting again for people to put their names for readings. You can PM me on any of our socials. We have Facebook, Insta, TikTok, Twitter. I think we're on all of them. I don't know. I'm pretty tech dumb, so like, y'all find me on Facebook. There, that's where I am mainly. But y'all stay spooky, and I love each and every one of you. Uh, hey everyone, this is another episode of Creeps with Peeps, and my name is Laura, and with me we have... Tanya. Angie Froke. So Angie, uh, why don't you introduce yourself for people who don't know who you are? Uh, well, my name is Angie Froke. Um, I'm living in Livingston, Montana now, and going on 10 years here. In the last two years, in the middle of the pandemic, decided it would be a great idea to open a art and gift store Well, in lockdown. I figured, you know, start at the worst time possible, because then you have no choice but to go up right. from there and just lower the bar because it's easier to just step right over. That's very was my smart. theory That's on that. Smart. So basically, just doing a lot of painting monsters and weird things. Okay. <laughs> and that's what we do. So have you always been creative, like as a child, or did you get into it as you got older? Oh, as soon as I could hold a, a crayon. Part of it, too, was for communication purposes. I was born with an absolutely debilitating speech impediment, and I would have to draw what I needed a lot of times. So it, it's just always has been my number one form of communication. Okay. So your store is called Raised by Wolves. How did you come up with that name? Uh, actually, I can, my best friend coined that one for us. She was throwing out names, and as soon as she threw that one out, it just it just stuck. It was always one of my favorite expressions anyway, and it just really resonated. I love that name. So what's in your store? What, what can we expect? Um, I try to do, especially in this area, there's so much of the traditional Western art. And I'm not knocking it, but you're not going to find any trout paintings here. <laughs> uh, we tend to do kind of alternative, a lot of monsters, <laughs> uh, Bigfoot. Uh, I have a one that is a popular print that's Cowboy Bigfoot and Sassy Squatch. I have that. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I actually had somebody recently come up to me at one of the bars and asked if he could get those tattooed on his calves. And I said, absolutely. But you have to come in because I will have a picture of myself. Like, <laughs> it sounds weird. With my head between your legs, giving a <laughs> thumbs up with that. That's so awesome. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> so uh, your mom is involved in your store. Uh, yeah. So she and I make, sew, and paint about half of what's in here. And then the rest, some are local, some are other independent artists that I know, some other family members. My dad has artwork in here. My brother has artwork. Cool. Uh, my aunt has artwork in here. Oh, wow. So the whole family is creative. So a lot from Portland and uh, California. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So uh, what made you get your mom involved? Now, she does sewing, right? Is that correct? Yes, she, she sews and then... And then you paint? Mm -hmm, and then it's a lot of back and forth because when I moved out here, she'd already been out here for about 10 years. We started working together on little projects and doing some of the local craft fairs. Uh, we have a, a good one at Christmas time and summer 
I'd always wanted a brick and mortar store. So the opportunity came and it was summer of 2020. So I wasn't really doing anything at the time. So decided to to jump on it and sink or swim. That's great. That's awesome. Is this something that you always wanted to do? Was this like a dream of yours to have a gift shop? It was. And I, I always tell people that I remember being about five or six playing store with my best friend. We'd spend all day making things with a little coming soon sign taped to our uh, our bedroom doors and then allowing family to come in and buy our wares. <laughs> so I kind of had retail in the, in the blood. Oh, that's so cute. So what got you into like the weird paranormal cryptid stuff? What? Have you always been interested in Bigfoot and monsters or? I have. Um, I remember a, a set of books at our library in elementary school that would have the pictures of Universal Studio monsters and just spend my time drawing those and having two older brothers right in the eight growing up in the eighties with two older brothers, you'd see all the best of the the monster horror movies on TV. I would go in and stare at my brother's HP Lovecraft books <laughs> at the covers of those and it just grew grew from there. That's great. So have you had any experiences yourself? Have you seen a Bigfoot or a ghost or No, I don't like going out in the in nature. So I don't get to see too many <laughs> have too many opportunities. I did, however, my, no good comes of going into the woods. Um, <laughs> Very true. Yes. <laughs> my only experience that I kind of think of was here uh, in, in Montana that I just moved here and I just wanted to get out of town for a little bit. So I took myself to the Little Bighorn Battlefield. I'd always wanted to to go and it was a kind of an off season and everybody else was they were doing like a oh before they led a tour they were up at the what you call the the museum end of it talking there and I just went off on my own it's already such an eerie place I think with like most battlefields right you you get that that sense energy yeah Mm mm-hmm it's it's almost palatable and I remember walking down you kind of hear, it sounds weird, but you, you hear the horses and the sounds of battle to the point that, I mean, you're looking for a little hidden speaker somewhere. Yeah. And then realizing there are no speakers. Oh, you're wow. just sort of hearing that. And when I got when I got back home, I, I looked up, you know, haunted ba- battlefields. And that was something that a lot of people had reported. Wow. Was the hearing the sounds of horse hooves and kind of the din that is super cool. Have you had any other experiences or just that one? Pretty much that one. I, I always swear that, um, especially here in town, and this would happen to me in when I lived in Portland, too. We lived in kind of a little wooded area. And not shadow people, but just dark figures kind of popping back and forth. I always swear I see those constantly and always have. Oh, wow. That's cool. And scary. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Another reason not to go into the woods. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so now you live in Montana. Are there any uh, legends that you know of in your area that mm-hmm. you're just kind of like not sure about? Or have you, ex- you know, gone on a legend trip or done anything? I've read a, a few. Uh, they have. A, there's a lot of the books, like the Haunted Montana books. And one of the ones that I just love is the legend of uh, Flossie. Yeah. And Flossie is sort of, it's the Flathead Lake monster. And very, very Nessie-like. Okay. Uh, but it's always been reported as being like a gentle giant. It was first spotted 
1889 described kind of whale-like, but any of these encounters, they always, at that time, always said whale-like. But it's uh, more recently described as like sturgeon-like or large eel. And I just came across this story that I thought was really cute. It was about a, I shouldn't say cute, about a three-year-old little boy who was found soaking wet on the little dock by the lake. Oh, no. Okay. When found, he said that that the big monster helped him out, out of the water. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. And I couldn't find anything else about that, except that was apparently fairly recent, 2017. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't read that either. Yeah, the locals, locals love him. There's murals painted of him. Even a huge pizza at one of the restaurants is named the Flossie. But I haven't been able to go and check that out yet. So it's on the list. Have you painted Flossie on anything? Or I have, yes. <laughs> I, I had a show uh, about maybe four years ago. And it was Montana Mysteries. So I was oh. looking up a lot of these to uh, to paint. And Flossie definitely made the, the cut. Yeah. Do you think Flossie looks like a sturgeon? I kind of did. I kind of, I'm kind of thinking sturgeon-like. Yeah. <laughs> They already look a large sturgeon is scary. I, I'll call that a sea monster. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Very much so. I also don't go into water either, like the woods. No. Mm-mm. Me neither. I'll go in the woods. I'm not going in the water unless it's a swimming pool. I ain't doing it. Hot tub only. So the the Chicago Aquarium by me, you can pet sturgeon, and those just feel weird. I've done it like a couple times, but I'm like, ugh. They're scary looking. Yeah. <laughs> They're scary. I don't like it. No. <laughs> <laughs> you also have a UFO from Butte UFO. Have you heard about that at all? I have. And there was a, uh, a good book about that. And I actually wrote down the name here. Uh, Montana UFOs and Extraterrestrials by Joan Bird. Oh, okay. Has a lot of information and begins with that. So I, I recommend that book oh, okay. quite a lot if you're interested. Uh, yeah, interesting story in the these uh, in Great Falls where a uh, it was a manager of the local baseball team was out on the field. He and his secretary and they see these two bright lights in the sky and it's daytime. He actually had which was unusual at the time, but he had a camera, like a, a video camera or film camera, and he was able to get like 30 seconds of film on this. It was, he showed it to everybody, apparently, in Great Falls. They all they all saw this. And it was sent to the news, and then they sent it to the local Air Force Base. Oh, okay. There was a little sketchy sketchness about that when they, it was only one copy of it at the time. And when he gets it returned, there's like 20 seconds of it missing. Oh. So you're like, little suspicious. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> nothing really came of, of that when they, they said that, that it was really, it was really nothing. Uh, it just got slightly damaged in their, yeah. in their viewing. Yeah. Supposedly, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that one always seemed a little sketch. But when they were trying to say that it was like reflective lights off of something, but. <laughs> I did uh, see a lot about the lights. And I also saw a guy caught um, a trail cam of something. And it, he said at first he thought it was a person. And then it kind of had a bigger head than a person and everything. And they do show it. Have you seen that trail cam video? I have not. What is it supposed to be? Like an alien? I'll have to look that one up. I saw it on a Montana News. I just pulled it up in um, off of Google. Montana KXLF channel. Mm-hmm. 
uh, had it and they had the trail cam and the guy who did it and everything so that was pretty interesting now there's also like a coyote hybrid myth right about something like that in in montana too like a dog yeah yeah it's a, a giant wolf and i don't know if i can pronounce the name correctly um i'll go i'll go for it it's uh shunka Warworkin. i think so too yeah uh w-a-r-a-k-i-n that's how i was saying it yeah and that one uh it translated to carries off dogs oh i didn't know that (laughs) which unfortunately sounds Mm (laughs) self-explanatory on that one uh but yeah described as a a large large wolf uh, almost hyena like sloping Back. back yeah there's and there's been claims that it's been hunted and shot. One person claimed that they, their grandfather had it taxidermied. Then it, it, that was stolen and finally returned. No DNA test ever done on that. Yeah. It would have been a fun one if they had. What do you think about that? You think it's just like some weird, like hybrid wolf out there? Or do you really think that there's some great beast like roaming Montana? I like to think that there's a great beast roaming Montana. <laughs> Yeah, I, I looked it up as well, and it looked it wound up looking kind of like a do, uh, a dog wolf hybrid to me. So I looked it up, and dogs and coyotes can actually mate. So mm-hmm. it kind of looked like that, mm-hmm. but it wasn't that far west. Koi wolves is what they were calling them. Were like in Maine and stuff like that. So I don't know. It does look like a giant wolf. Mm-hmm. Have you ever painted one of those? I have not yet, and I, I really should with. The name of the shop and all. Yeah. Yeah. Great. So we asked um, people on the pod some questions for you. So okay. Walter asked, Walter paints miniatures mm-hmm. and he says when he paints them, he rarely knows like what he's going to do, like with the colors, like it just kind of paints itself. He says he wants to know, do you normally like when you paint, do you have it planned out in your head or does the project just kind of work itself out? A uh, little bit of both. I normally will have an idea idea of what I want to paint and I don't actually I'm not a big one for sketching and planning ahead I'll just wait until it kind of noodles around enough and I I see it and then I quickly just paint it but I don't do a lot of studies on things I just sort of jump right in as soon as I have my my mental plan right yeah (laughs) now you guys you do a lot of dolls right in your store like you and your mom Mm -hmm. do that mostly and then you Mm -hmm. do a lot of just paintings right or do you other do you sew and do other stuff too I sew a little bit but she's she's much better at it than I am and so our kind of partnership is knowing knowing our strengths and weaknesses (laughs) delegating accordingly so things get passed off a lot or I'll have an idea and she just says, well, draw me out a sketch. I'll rough do a rough sketch on that. She'll sew a body or whatever shape we're doing, send it back to me to paint. And then if it needs more embellishment, I'll send it back to her if it needs clothing or whatnot. That's awesome. But yeah, it's a pretty good partnership. Yeah. I was looking at your shop uh, on Etsy and you have some really cute like Bigfoot, Bigfoot ornaments. Mm, and she does. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I was like, oh, that's so cute. I need it. <laughs> do you do a lot of ornaments like for the holidays? I do. I do a lot of ornaments. In fact, I, I'd sent Sent the guys at Cryptonauts, uh, my Mothman ornaments about a year ago. Yes, I saw. And geeked out when they did a shout out. So (laughs) we'll come up with different ideas for those two. Again, so that they're not just your regular everyday ornaments. My mom recently said that we need to do a tardigrade. Those little water bears. Yeah. So now we have tardigrade ornaments here. (laughs) Ah, 
of those are so cute. <laughs> and you do, do you do uh, Krampus? I'm sure you do a lot of Krampus stuff during the holidays. Yes. And that one can really keep keep in. That one's becoming so popular and people really love it. Yeah. And uh, it's always funny because you see people will come in and either they get it or they don't. Right. They kind of look, they're like, well, this looks scary. And you're like, mm-hmm, it's Krampus. It, <laughs> right. He's supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. Kind of tell them the legend and they either back away slowly. Right. Or really like it and, and get one. <laughs> um, so Rick asked, Bigfoot ghosts or aliens? Do you believe in one of those or all? I'll believe definitely ghosts. And I'm going to say the other two, I, I just, I'd like to. I'll go with it. Now, his second part of the question was, would you have brunch with ghosts then? Depending on the ghost, sure. <laughs> Trina said she didn't have any questions, but she said, Orange Kitty Gang Gang, yo. <laughs> so you have lots of pets, right? I have a orange cat, Azrael, and a little Chewini, Joey Bishop. Aw. <laughs> Aw, that's a cute name. So you, do you like the Rat Pack, or how did, you get, how did you get that name? It was. I knew that having a little a little dog they can be super high strung so i thought i'll name them after something really cool and what's cooler than the rat pack kind of went through the names and as soon as i said joey it was the right fit so yeah oh that's so cute (laughs) okay so we're gonna do some rapid fire questions are you ready okay what is your favorite beverage coffee do you drink it black or do you add sugar and creamer? Just creamer. Who was your first celebrity crush? Oh, oh, oh. This isn't exactly very rapid. <laughs> Probably David Bowie from Labyrinth. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was the pants. Yeah. <laughs> I know I'm not the only one. <laughs> I think that was a first for a lot of people. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Care Bears or Rainbow Bright? Care Bears. Strawberry Shortcake if you had the three. Okay. I love Strawberry Shortcake. Okay. What is one food that you would never give up? Pizza. What's your favorite topping? Extra cheese and garlic. Mmm. Yum. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that's, that's all the uh, rapid questions I had. Tanya, did you have any? Uh... <laughs> no, I did not. I should have thought of some, but I do not. <laughs> all right angie where can we find you online probably do the most on instagram and that's raised by wolves studios facebook as well uh we do have an etsy but most i'm really going more towards the instagram so that's what i would hit up okay and then where can we find your your brick and mortar store uh that is in livingston montana right down on main street uh 131 north main and are you there seven days a week uh right now we are tuesday through sunday 11 to 5 Okay. Those are good hours. And do you have any events coming up? Uh, We're looking forward to every year from June to September, we do, uh, the whole downtown does a art walk because this town is full of bars and galleries, which brings the, the other favorite, if I was really being truthful on that question, vodka is probably the favorite beverage. But coffee sounded better. <laughs> and it's a good good town to like cocktails in. So that one, I was actually going to ask some of the listeners, too, because I know there's a lot of artists in the group. I'm doing a call for art for some of those shows. Oh, okay. That I'll be hosting during those times. And they're all subject matters that we're into, uh, if I can plug that. Uh, yeah, totally. The first one is going to be, it came from outer space, a, a Bigfoot-themed one, a Creepy Puppets, and then a Step Right Up Circus Carnival 
carnival, carny show theme. So if anyone has artwork like that, they can absolutely DM me and let me see what you got. That's cool. Oh, that's awesome. It is awesome. I love those themes. Thank you. Okay. Well, I think unless you have something else you want us to know about you, Angie, I think we can wrap it up. Do you have anything? No, I'm just, uh, thank you for for having me on this. And I'm looking forward to hearing more of your the shows. I've already listened to all the ones that you've put out. Thank you. Thank you so much. I like hearing that. Yeah, thank you. You've been such a supporter since we started. Yes, so. you have. Um, okay. Well, it was very good to meet you. Nice to meet you. Yeah. Yeah. And um, thank you for being here. And we know where to find you at. And you guys can find us on um, Facebook, of course, and all the socials. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Welcome to Creeps at the Movies. I'm Walter. And I'm Tanya. And we're headed back to Texas for 2022's Netflix Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes. Tanya, before we get started on this, how was your weekend? It was fine. Last weekend was my birthday and I got to go see some kitties and got some cupcakes and I had a good time. Very good. Well, happy birthday, Tanya. Thank you. How was yours? My weekend was awesome. We went camping Saturday into oh, yeah. Sunday, backpacking into the Pine Barrens. Did not see the Jersey Devil. That sucks. Did not, yeah, did not see Big Red Eye. <laughs> Fortunately, I did not see any feral pineys, you know, roaming around the woods. That's good. So, yeah. It was a good, yeah. So it was very enjoyable, good. relaxing. Didn't have to run from any monsters. No, no monsters this time. So, good. <laughs> um, so, uh, again, before we get rolling, I guess a correction or, uh, yes. Uh, Okay, we're trying to run a you know a tight a tight pod. Oh yeah, over here. Yeah. So when we mess up, you know we you know we own up to it. Right. So, exactly. Um, <laughs> if you uh you know listen to the whole entirety of last <laughs> month's episode of uh, Creeps at the Movies, you know that we could not for the life of us figure out what happened to Jerry. To poor Jerry. We know Jerry died. Yes. But we just didn't know. <laughs> exactly. Can't remember why. <laughs> so Jerry did indeed die from a blow to the hammer. Yes. So, Tanya, I don't think the title of the movie should be called Texas Chainsaw Massacre. When no. Really, only one person actually died right. from a chainsaw. Just one person. Right. It should be Just Texas Hammer Murders or something. Yeah. Yeah. Or some. Because everybody was killed with a hammer. Yeah. But, you know, Tanya, Netflix is taking care of that. Yes. So They more than made craving... up for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, if you were craving, uh, you know... A lot of chainsaw action in the uh, original 1974 movie and walked away, you know, kind of disappointed. Netflix has you caught. Yes, there is it does. <laughs> tons of death, you know, chainsaw related deaths going on. Yes, in this, uh, tons of blood, tons of gore. <laughs> it made up for it completely. <laughs> so what's the story? I'll a summary real quick. You have a uh, group of idealistic friends who go to a abandoned town called Harlow to breathe, you know, new life into it. Right. But unfortunately for them, Harlow is harboring a dark secret. Yes. And it's not really abandoned. No. So, <laughs> so when you, <laughs> shocker, um, <laughs> so when you, you have that combined with a bus load full of potential investors and a, a pissed off Leatherface, what could go wrong? 
So many things. <laughs> many things. Many things. A lot of people died. Yes, a lot, <laughs> a lot of people, people died. died. <laughs> <laughs> so Tanya, uh, talk about the uh, cast okay. of, uh, of this movie. Okay. The cast, I'll just give you the main characters because none of them are really memorable anyway. There was two <laughs> sisters, Melody and Lila played by Sarah Yarkin and Elsie Fisher. Then there was Leatherface, played by Mark Burnham. We have Dante, played by Jacob Lattimore. Richter, played by Mo Dunford. And we have Sally Hardesty, which is played by Owen Ferreri and Ruth, who is played by Neil Hudson. Yes. Yes. And none of them are likable. No. Other than Leatherface, I would say. Yes. So whenever you made that comment, in the, in the last episode, we were reviewing the original one. You felt sympathy for Leatherface. Right. Not to get into too much spoilers, but you definitely are rooting for yeah. uh, Leatherface in this, in this movie. I felt for very, sure. very bad for Leatherface in this movie. I felt bad for yes. him in the first one because I think right. he was treated poorly and grew up in a bad situation. But yeah. That's probably the that's probably understatement. Yes. <laughs> yes, very much so. And this one is yeah. even worse i mean in the long run it's even worse right i think right. he was hurting more in this one i think so too yeah i think so too um not to take up for an ex-murderer or anything well a chainsaw murderer <laughs> yeah but still I, I mean i mean you know he does change up a little bit he does use a hammer yes but you know pri- you know primarily you know he's known yeah, for his chainsaw, chainsaw work <laughs> The Texas Chainsaw Massacre lives up to its name finally. Yes, you know? it does. <laughs> so, just to go into general feel for the story, it was all right. I mean, it was simple. It was simplistic. It didn't really wasn't really too much layers involved. In no, the there wasn't. I think not a lot of story. So that was nice. right. I mean, you, it was pretty easy to follow. Yes. Um, if you have to go to the bathroom or something, don't worry about pausing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is de- yeah, this is definitely like one of those Netflix and chill movies if you just want some background noise. Right, you know? exactly. Well, yeah. I don't have <laughs> yeah, yeah, background right. noise in there. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's whatever um, you're into. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not, we're not kink shaming. No, anybody, right, no, no. Nah, nah. <laughs> so, I will say all the death scenes were, were spot on. I thought it was fantastic. They didn't skimp out on the gore. They didn't skimp out on the blood. No. You know, um, some of it might have been over the top. Yeah. We're not going to get into, into details of that. Right. But, um, yeah, but it was very And given very his well age, he might not have been able to do as much as some of them were showing. But <laughs> if you, right, like, right. you know, don't think about that, then, yeah, they were right. pretty good kills for a movie. <laughs> you, have to, you have to suspend belief for a couple of the... Uh, yeah. <laughs> of the scenes. Yes. But again, it's, you know. It's a horror movie. What are you going to do? It's a horror movie. It's a slasher so. movie. <laughs> a slasher movie. Changing gears. Oh, what would you write, uh, what would you write this movie, Tanya? Uh, <laughs> one chainsaw. <laughs> one. One chainsaw. One. one. Probably not okay. even one. I'm going to give it a half a chainsaw. Yeah. So I gave the original, I think it was 1.5 chainsaws, I think. I think so, and I gave it two, or I maybe, think. Two or three. Uh, yeah. Because an artistic like I can't stuff. Right now. But. Um, there was nothing artistic about but, this one, really. <laughs> no, no. It was just straight up just a, a gore fest. Slasher, maybe. But that's yeah. okay. Yeah, it was, it's, it's okay. They all deserve so, it. So, before we head into a light spoiler thing, there is a post-credit scene. 
So make sure if you're interested in that. Yes. Um, make sure you watch till the very end because if yeah. you do like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the all the movies and stuff, that is a very good uh, post credit scene. Yes. Yes, it was. I think very good. <laughs> so we're gonna go into the uh, into some spoiler territory. So if you want to uh, you know, skip ahead, that's fine. Yeah. And if you're just curious of what's going on, we're not really gonna get too much into into the spoiler. We're just gonna do two two things. Yeah. So. The first, the first spoiler, we're going to talk about Leatherface's whereabouts because for almost 50 years, he's been off the grid. Right. Like, no one's seen him. And this movie pretty much takes place right after the events of the 1974 movie. Right. We're led to believe that Leatherface was uh, holed up in this orphanage. For 48 years. Yeah, 48 years. Yeah. And that, to me, that would have been an interesting movie, too, because what exactly was he doing in this orphanage, you know? I mean, he strikes me as someone who would have been a really good art teacher doing, you know, yeah. paper mache masks, uh, macaroni art. Uh, Halloween jack-o'-lanterns. Yeah. Carving jack-o'-lanterns uh, for Halloween. <laughs> Keeping his skills sharp. Yes. Um, it, it's just, I don't know. It's just one of those things that, yeah. I mean, what was he doing? Right. You know, I mean, it seems like. They didn't the explain character- a lot of it. No, they did mm-hmm. not. So you know, you know, like the caretaker says in, in the in the movie that you know it's her last boy. Yeah, he's been there, you know, for a while. Yeah, um, and I think she has an idea of who he was. Yes, because one of the Easter eggs that pops up in the movie that you'll see. Yeah, I just uh, I think it'd be pretty cool for uh, Leatherface movie. No, be a teacher. Know, not, <laughs> yeah, not a, yeah, no killing. Right, yeah, kind of like uh, you know, he's just. He's just yeah, pushing out kids on little red flowers to all the little kids. <laughs> yeah, the sun, yeah, the sunflowers. He's pushing kids on the swing. Yeah, the seesaw bit. You know, hopscotch. Um, Make mask for Halloween. <laughs> 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 I tell you what, they probably had some killer Halloween decorations. Probably, you know? yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He went all out. I'm sure. I'm sure he did. Um, <laughs> Skeletons on the porch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so that's interesting. Yes. The second spoiler we're going to just touch on real quick is find out what happened to Sally Hardesty. Yeah. So you find out about that pretty early on in the movie. Yeah. Lila asks what you know what happened to her, and the uh, gas uh, station clerk said that she became a Texas Ranger. Right. And you pick up with her. I guess she's retired. Yeah. Now. She, yeah. I would. Well, I would hope so. Yeah, you and would it, think it never does say that, but she's pretty old. I mean, it's pretty old, yeah. and it seems like her Texas Ranger skills are pretty rusty. So, yeah, you know, they are very recipe. <laughs> and this is the kind of problem I have with the movie. They totally, it just totally misused the character of Sally. It did. I mean, they didn't give her any sort of credit at all. No, they didn't to give what her. The could have and should have been. Right. You know? Right. What it should have been. Like, she should have I, gotten revenge, you know, right. for her family or whatever. And, and, and she did not. Right, and 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 re- in all reality is this movie should have been done thirty years in the past. Right, so we would have had peak Texas Ranger Sally, and then peak Leatherface. Leatherface. Yeah, you know, because as it is, um, they're both like what seventy or or close to. Yeah, and it's just I don't know. It just doesn't. It just doesn't feel right. No, you know, 
It was a waste of her character, I think. It was a waste of her revenge of her character. It just made it her really look stupid. Was. It really was. Yeah. She was, uh, her character in this movie was just about as useless as a melted chocolate bar in Franklin's front pocket. Yes, in the very first movie. On that hot summer day in Texas <laughs> in 1974. <laughs> it truly is, it's crazy. Yeah. I don't know what they, again, I don't know what they were trying to. You know, no, I don't either. Other than cash in on the Jamie Lee Curtis, you know, role she's, you know had for the past yeah like halloween yeah yeah so it's like now i totally would have done a different again 30 or 30 or 40 years that would have been a lot lot better and it could have explained a story better but i don't think that they were much interested in the story i mean there's easter eggs there's like the um whole big sunflower field of dead sunflowers i did read that that they weren't killed on purpose they were there was a hailstorm or something and uh, uh really yes but it did work okay. out well because he's in that sunflower field. And so, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And, so, yeah. and he do, does get to do his horley dance again. So, he does get to use, yes. And he does, uh, you know, he, he puts up a, uh, I don't know, a scarecrow, so to speak, in the cornfield. Yeah, field. see, there so, you go. So, there's but, a lot of stuff like the other one, but. Yeah, I'm, but, you know, going back to the whirly dance, I mean, he still got it. He still, still does have it. Spry I mean, for seven you know, years old, swinging a chainsaw. That was probably the best part of the. That was probably the best part of the movie. I think it was, was the, the first dance. one too. <laughs> just yeah, just the spinning in a not, circle. <laughs> not a care world. I wonder how long he had that pinned up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now I bet you anything. Going back to his uh, time as uh, in the orphanage. He probably did the whirly dance with with, uh, with, with the, the kids, kids too, yeah. Part of him, you know. Yep, swing yeah, around, make, make game out of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Keep it in shape. Yes, exactly. I mean, I, I'm not gonna lie to you. I would go see that. Yes, I'm just saying. I would too. You know, if, I would too. If, you know, <laughs> if there's like, uh, yeah, the odds, <laughs> odds of some Netflix executive listening to this pod right now. Hey, call me up. Right. You know? Exactly. I, me, me and Ty, you can spitball some ideas. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> right, right. All right, Tanya. I think this. Um, I think we'll, well, we'll wrap it up here. Yeah, that was about uh, it. Watch it. Watch yeah, it at the very end, it. so you can see yeah. the. Just enjoy for what it is. Yeah. I mean, a slasher movie. I mean, have you seen? Have you seen all the other uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacres? Might as God well. Knows a bunch <laughs> of them. Might as well watch this one too. Right. Exactly. You know? eh. All right, Tanya. So again, you can uh, find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Yeah, Twitter, TikTok, and. Uh, TikTok. Yeah. You can, you know. <laughs> yeah. TikTok. Walter's in charge of TikTok. I just want y'all to know. Uh, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just winging it, Tanya. It's just going by the seat of my pants. Hey, you're doing you better know? than me. That's how I'm doing with Twitter. Because <laughs> uh, I don't know a lot about it. I don't even look at it a lot. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right, Tanya. I think this is it. I yep. think we covered all our bases, right? I think we did. I think we did. So, and if you guys have any for... suggestions for movies, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. yeah suggest. If, go ahead, Tanya. If anybody has any suggestions for any movies they want us to watch and uh, review or ruin, let us know because we're <laughs> not above ruining them completely for you. But yeah, let us know. Let me or Walter know, and we will be happy to watch them. Yes. Because I got nothing but time on my hands. <laughs> Me too. <So. laughs> you know, school, <laughs> editing, work. You know, I have plenty of time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my uh, my pre production uh, meetings on. Uh... <laughs> yes, pre production yeah, meetings. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> God. All right. All right, Tanya. This has been fun. Yes. And uh, we'll see you next month. Yes.
This has been Creeps this- at the Movies. <laughs> Creeps at the Movies. Signing off. Bye. <laughs> oh, bye. <laughs>
restored. So that's not a good thing at all. Nope. Hmm. So people are panicking. Families are rushing towards any door or window. People are even going in the coal hatch trying to run away from the fire. All of the fire exits were hidden behind curtains, so no one really could find them. And if they did, the doors were locked with huge deadbolts, um, and some of the doors were even opened inwards, not outwards like we know they are today. Yeah. There was no markings, like no exit mm. signs, nothing at that time. Not enough lifeboats on the Titanic. Right, mm -hmm. exactly. Right, right, right. So people are screaming, they're panicking, they're trying to get out, but they're just getting crushed against the doors, being trampled. It's just not... The fire escapes in the upper levels were unfinished, and when they got to, when the people actually got to those fire exits, they didn't realize that there was basically no room. And so all these people are just running out there and pushing other people off of the exits into the alleyway. People were also jumping, and these people that didn't make it, they ended up being cushions for all these other people who were falling or jumping. It was six feet of body just laying in the alleyway. Mm -hmm. um, some tr actors even tried to escape the backstage stage door but that ended up causing a backdraft and sending a fireball back into the theater so in total it was about 602 people that lost their lives that day so very sad story but there's also the ghost part people have seen apparitions in that alleyway they've heard you know noises people screaming ghost-like images when they take pictures in the alleyway people have seen shadow people so it just basically runs the gamut of ghostly sightings uh me and tanya were actually there yep. last year so yes we took some pictures and i didn't really feel any weird energy of course it's a tragic story you're standing in the alleyway and you're looking up at these fire escapes and it's just hard to imagine that those weren't even completed in 1903 and that people were jumping to their deaths you know and you're standing in the alleyway again you know they're six feet deep of bodies where you're standing so it's just a heartbreaking story but again, I didn't feel anything spooky. Tana, you said you felt... Well, I felt sad and it felt creepy, but that could also be the fact that she had just still told us that we were standing where six feet of bodies would have been, six feet deep of bodies, and you or I, neither one are over six feet tall, so mm. we would have been covered in dead people. So I think that might have been why it felt creepy, because I don't know, like you and I were talking about, I don't know that I would have felt anything if I had just walked down the alley and not known it, because it was just a regular alley in Chicago with murals on one side. The other side was a blank wall that was supposed to be the gate to hell or something where you could see all the faces, but we both took pictures and couldn't see faces. Mm. Yeah, people said that they, they would see faces on that wall where, like, the stage door was. Yeah. But, I don't know. I didn't see anything. <laughs> well, that's, like, Pareidolia. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Seeing Jesus in your toes. There was one thing like um, in the story. They had locked all those doors because they didn't want the poor people to get to the good seats. Yeah. So all the poor people were upstairs in the balcony, and they couldn't even get back downstairs because the doors were locked because they didn't want them to get the the pay the expensive paid people seats. So I, I do have an awareness of this because I remember hearing about it on Haunted History hosted by John Glover from is it John, John Glover? Yeah. yeah. Uh, like 20, 20 plus years ago now. Uh, that's that's a box set I would pay <laughs> hundreds of dollars for if they would just yeah. release those. How much? On, D on DVD or Blu-ray, I don't care. How much would you pay? But yeah. I, I, how, mu how many hundreds? What's that? Uh, so what if I bootleg it? $200 I'd pay for it. 
think it's reasonable. <laughs> You'll give me 200? Yeah. You get, <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm encouraging piracy. Go for it. Yeah. If you get every single every single episode of Haunted History in a watchable form that I can put in a machine that plays discs. What about beta? <laughs> Not, oh, well, no. Okay. I go I'll see what I can do. It's incredibly high quality. Yeah. <laughs> put it on 8-track. It's fine. Um, but yeah, the, there's so much death there that obviously people are going to have that association at least an expectation to an extent um but like yeah tanya you walking through the alley and laura you walking through it having different reactions might just be about expectation or that you tanya are a little more i guess emotionally aware kind of empathetic than probably laura because she's cold and callous and heartless that is nothing new i've been told that many times No, I think I really think expectation. If you go in expecting to see a ghost or feel something weird, then obviously you will because right. you want it to happen. It's the same thing when you're a kid. If you're expecting to see a ghost, you're going to see a right. ghost. You're going to will it, will it into being. That's true. Yeah. It was a pretty theater. I think we will post some pictures on our site. Yeah. 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 We can definitely post something. I have a story also for you guys. Let's hear it. It's about the Ryman Auditorium. And where is that? Nashville, Tennessee. Um, It's where the Opry used to be. The Mother Church of Country Music is not just another music venue. It is a hallowed ground. The place where Bluegrass was born, where Johnny Cash met June Carter, and where souls were saved. It looks and feels a lot like a church because that's how it began. It was Union Gospel Tabernacle, which was opened to the public in 1892. It was the brainchild of a riverboat captain named Thomas Ryman, who was inspired by a fiery evangelist, Sam Jones, during a Nashville revival that was attended by 5,000 people. Ryman wanted to create a space inside where others could share the kind of moving spiritual experience he had. For that reason, some say Thomas Ryman's ghost is among the first to haunt the fabled theater. He intended the mother church of country music to remain an actual Christian church and wasn't happy to hear secular music performed there, but his ghostly protests have clearly been ignored. The Ryman would become one of the most inspiring performance venues in America with its large professional stage and rows of pews for the audience. When show promoter L.C. Naff leased the building in the 1920s, the Ryman became the anchor of Nashville's cultural offerings. This venue was known as the Carnegie of the South, hosting acts including John Philip Sousa, Roy Rogers, Harry Houdini, Charlie Chaplin, W.C. Fields, Catherine Hepburn, Bob Hope, Mae West, and even President Teddy Roosevelt. When the Grand Ole Opry was started in 1943, the world would never be the same with the radio and TV show that brought entertainers like Elvis Presley, Hank Williams Sr., Johnny Cash, Marty Robbins, Minnie Pearl, Patsy Cline, and Roy Acuff to the stage for 31 years. After the Opry moved in the 1970s, the Ryman sat empty, neglected, and facing demolition. Nashville fought for it, and in 1994, the auditorium received a much-needed $8.5 million restoration that returned to the National Historic Landmark back to its original magnificent. A famous guest known to be haunting the Ryman in the spirit of Hank Williams after his death in 1953. It all began with Whispering Bill Anderson, who was checking sound levels on his guitar during a rehearsal. When he went to strum his favorite Hank Williams tune, everything in the building went dead. The sound, the lights, the house lights, and even the emergency exit lights went out. They later found no cause behind the blackout as Anderson described the experience to be eerie. Hank's spirit has also been spotted backstage, on stage, and in the back alley of the Opry that leads to Tootsie's Orchid Lounge, a place where he would frequent before he performed. But why would he even be haunting the Ryman? He was never inducted as a member, and in fact, he was kicked out at one point and told not to come back. 
So some people think it was out of spite. One ghost that also frequents the Opry is known as the Lady. The staff enjoys her tunes every night while shutting down. The Lady is thought to be the ghost of Patsy Cline, a country performer who was tragically affected by the alleged Opry curse. That is a legend that surrounds the auditorium because there has been numerous paranormal activity reports throughout the years. Because of this, the building is now on the list of many different haunted places in Tennessee. The curse is a legend that has been around since 1970. It was because of the people who were associated with the Grand Ole Opry that died tragic and even untimely deaths. It is believed that there are over 35 people who have fallen victim to the curse, including String Bean Aikman. His, him and his wife were murdered by thieves in 1973 in their home outside of Nashville. And I remember that even though I was little. I remember my mom and dad talking about it. Um, Ira Lovin and his wife and two friends were killed in a head-on crash in 1965. Jim Reeves died in a terrible plane crash in 1964. And the cowboy capus, Randy Hayes, Hawkshaw Hawkins, and Patsy Klein all died in another plane crash in 1964. There is one other sighting that many people report. It is that of a male who is dressed in all gray and looks like a soldier. This man is never seen during performances. However, he makes himself seen during rehearsals and after performances. You can see him sitting on the balcony and overlooking the stage. However, no one could ever locate him. It is said that you can see him often and many people come and look for him just before they're getting ready to see a performance. Ghost tours are including going under the famous stage are guided and last about 45 minutes and are usually near Halloween although other Nashville ghost tours go by there and there are regular non-ghosty tours out there every day so I have been there multiple times I've done just a regular tour and I love that place there's like Louis Armstrong's trumpet there's like something signed by Dolly and and Cole I think it's like his pink suit um i just love this place it's like so cool and just filled with tons of like country music bluegrass treasures i mean even i think like ryan adams there's like something by him and like willie nelson so i mean it's not just bluegrass but right it's a very cool place and i've been there but i've never been on a tour there i went to a concert there saw two cellos which if you ever get a chance to see them they're really cool the only bad part about it is there is pillars that are, it looks like a church inside except that there's a big big stage but there's pillars that hide some of the seats mm-hmm. you wouldn't get a very good view from those seats mm. and they are church pews but there's like stained glass too yeah yeah it's really pretty in there yeah but i have not seen any ghosts but a lot of people say they have seen ghosts mm-hmm. so <laughs> i haven't seen any ghosts there but i saw the decemberists there oh that's cool cool yeah but that's the only experience i have we're going back uh this august to see rupaul work the world nice oh is that where it's gonna be at that'll be nice that'll be fun i think so that's fun yeah yeah it is the rhyme did anyone um feel like weirded out or any weird vibes while they were there i mean because i didn't i mean i was there in the all the couple i think i was there three times Mm -hmm. i was there during the day and it it didn't feel haunted or or anything like that to me not me either but there's too much positive energy right (laughs) there was too many people there when i was there for a concert i don't think you would have felt anything anyway and anybody you saw you wouldn't have known if they were a ghost or not i do know that they won't let you take they don't want you to take pictures and those little old people that are the guards that they have will chase you down and grab your phone if you were taking pictures (laughs) oh i did that during a show I did too. I was gonna say, yeah, I have tons of pictures. Yeah, I do too. But they would like. Um, Maybe it was just for that performance or something. It might have been. It might have been because there's been concerts before that I couldn't take. wasn't supposed to take pictures of. 
But you did. I did. Look at you, breaking the law. (laughs) But I would like to go on a ghost tour there, but I didn't, you know, feel anything ghosty when I was there. No, it's not spooky at all. Very welcoming. Yeah. No, it's, well, yeah, yeah, but you know, <laughs> there's lots of positive energy there. So I'd say even if it's haunted, it's it's positive. It wouldn't be, you know, scary. Yeah. Well, even if you were there by yourself, every large building with lights off is going to be creepy just inherently. Uh, yeah. It doesn't even have to be ghosts there. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I creep myself out in a hotel room, you know, like, oh. Uh, yeah, I don't like being in hotel rooms by myself. So, yeah, that was that was mine, and that was Laura's, and we hadn't been at the Ryman together, but we were at the other place together. One day. Yeah. Yeah, you got to come down here. We'll do mm-hmm. some other stuff. Yeah, maybe, maybe I'll uh, get Rick to meet us there, too. Yeah. Since you guys both live in, in Tennessee. You just have to fall on a week when I'm not busy. You wouldn't make time for me if I came down from Chicago? <laughs> wow. It's a lot of variables at play. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything else you want to talk about? No, I think that was... There's really not much mm-hmm. to say to those now that I think about no, it. No, there's not. There's not any real... I mean, they're history. They're very good history, but not very haunted-y kind of things. Yeah. So, hmm. but... I think that that is a good first thing. I'm sure you guys out there got to learn some stuff. <laughs> I guess. Some local legends. Some local legends. By us. Yes, by us. <laughs> so there. Rick, do you have a story to tell? No, I don't. You know I don't. <laughs> Can you make one up for us? I mean, I could I could tell you the stuff that I think think i experienced as a kid but it's all garbage we can do that some other time nah never mind i don't know okay (laughs) uh we do have a another new segment coming up called rick's after dark oh it's creeps after dark isn't it spooks (laughs) spooks after dark we got spooks after dark and then we've also got coming weird news weird news yeah so there's a couple more segments that are coming out soon. And we don't know if the Rick After Dark is going to really come out, but we're... we're uh... <laughs> Somebody provide me something to read, and I'll do it. What's the one where... Uh, what was? It? What is it? Like Bigfoot? A guy had sex with Bigfoot or something? There's, there are those... Why would you do that? I don't know. I'm just... I'm not t- saying I would. I mean, he's like nine foot tall. I mean... Patty was only like six foot six. Who? Patty from the Patterson-Gimlin film. Come on now. Oh. Even okay, Laura sorry. knew that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. Hey. But yeah, so we've got a couple new segments coming out that y'all will enjoy, especially the Rick After Dark. Or the... Basically throwing everything at the wall that we can and seeing what sticks. Yeah, and see what you guys like. Please let us know. Give us feedback. Yes, please do. Oh, I was going to say, I don't want any feedback. Oh. <laughs> I am fragile. He's too fragile. We have stickers. You guys just need to DM us, though, because we don't have any of them on anything right now except in our you know grubby little hands so pockets tanya just asked you to slide into her dms (laughs) (laughs) she's not denying it oh yep yep Mm -mm. i'm not emma (laughs) but yes uh we have stickers (laughs) oh man and we'll have t-shirts someday Post your Tinder profile on the Facebook page so people can swipe right on you. <laughs> Slide into your DMs. It would be a bad plan. Okay. Uh, yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what we got for y'all. Hope y'all like. This it. has been fun. Has it though? It has been fun. 
I'm just saying it. I'm just saying it to say it. Oh, it's, that's nice. It's a good pleasantry. Tanya, all this stays in. Don't cut it. I won't. I won't cut a thing. <laughs> <laughs> and we've got some more stuff in the mashup. Why don't you Why don't you give a little rundown on, on what the schedule is? Okay. Like what our release de- dates okay. are. What we're trying to do is we're going to have two things a month unless something special comes up. There's something special this month got waylaid, so we're not going to do that. But we're going to have a mashup on about the first or second week of the month. And then we're going to have the roundtables at the end of the month. We're going to do listener and Go ahead. Yeah. No, I was going to say the mashup is going to be like like witchy tips. It could be weird news. It could be movie reviews. It could be whatever this is that we're doing. Yeah, Trina's readings. All mm-hmm. that we're going to mash together. and um, Interviews. Yes. And depending on the time limit, like we want to try to do 45 minutes to an hour for you guys. So it's not too long. Whatever we can fit in the mashup is what's going to be there. It won't be the same thing every month. The roundtable will pretty much be the same thing we'll have a topic and then we'll just talk about it mm-hmm. and uh because y'all seem to like that and this time it'll be listener stories because we've still got some listener stories to go through yes yeah, send them in email us yeah that email is spookscreepspod at gmail.com or you can slide into tanya's dms with your stories <laughs> Did I say slide into my DMs? Really you, it was that. implicit. You just did. <laughs> it yep. was implied. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, we're also on Instagram. We're on Facebook the most. Yeah. We're on Twitter. We're on TikTok. So, yeah, we're everywhere, right? Yeah. If you if you want dumb memes, go on Facebook. Nothing but dumb memes. Yes, you know? definitely. Because yes, that's where that's Rick where is mostly. That's where I live. <laughs> <laughs> Not so much on TikTok and not so much on Twitter, but yeah, mostly Facebook. If y'all want to see us, mm-hmm. come to when we get political, we'll go on Twitter. Yeah, no, there's stuff on Twitter that's not political. None of my stuff's political. Oh, it's because you're boring. <laughs> no, it's because it's a podcast, <laughs> and I mean everybody, everybody knows our opinion, but still, oh, I know, you know. I know. <laughs> <clears throat> when I, when I announce my run for office, we can post on Twitter. Yes, exactly. I think you'd get a lot of votes. I do too. At least 300, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, I think that's it. It's been fun. (laughs) Shaking your head, no. (laughs) (laughs) And we will talk to y'all next time. Bye. Bye. See ya. (laughs) Are you still here? Why are you still here? We're done. Go away. Go, shoo, get out. We're done. We're finished. See you next time. Bye. Don't let the door hit you in the butt on the way out.